0: are you gonna ring the bell mr jason let's do it again what this is good just ring the bell it's just like there we go too much no it's okay well mr craig who do we have today oh mr jason we have laura harris woo the service
1: process secret sauce sizzles so stunningly i heard she also sells seashells by the seashore <laughs> there's something <laughs> like that let's do this buckle up it's the insurance dudes podcast
0: One, two, there we yes.
1: are
0: there is. yay, yay. we made
2: it hey, it's dark in here Turn best-selling author
0: ah the you're
2: there. such a cutie the, the infamous
0: no, not the infamous. infamous. Not if it's famous.
1: Why famous. do we have famous make sure i <laughs> yeah. just famous.
2: At least in her own mind, if nothing else. <laughs> let me turn this Wi-Fi off. Maybe that'll give us a better
1: connection. There we go.
2: Can you guys hear me okay?
1: You sound great. Oh, I was gonna make it
2: <laughs> I would know better than to believe you, Craig. It's Jason, I believe.
1: <laughs> wow. So let's just start and with, um, how do you feel about the comp cuts? <sighs> I'm just joking.
2: <laughs> <laughs> let's just say I'm in a better place today than I was
0: yesterday. I you just ease into that, <laughs> right? How do you really feel,
2: right? <laughs> yeah. Yesterday was a bad day. I started drinking around five.
1: Oh, it's five We're o'clock somewhere.
2: Somewhere, somewhere. I didn't even care where it was. Five o'clock. I had to have like some. I couldn't hit anybody, so the next best thing: drink alcohol.
1: you could. Coming from the church chick. <laughs> so, well, welcome. Back, huh? Yeah, welcome back to Dude. Yeah,
2: and I appreciate Dude. you guys letting me be around. It's like. Since we're in such a time of crazy, it's like between integrated services and in our region we've just had rate changes and coverage changes and everything else changes and you know I really more than anything I worry about LSPs because I know that sounds stupid and don't get me wrong I don't worry about the EAs but I feel like for us as EAs we can cut other places too, you know what I mean? But. Um, Unfortunately, if somebody's got a lot of debt, that makes things really scary in this situation. So that's okay; just means we got to buckle down and make sure things get done right.
1: Yes, yeah, that's my that's
2: my thing for today. That and the fact that it's important to finish 2019 strong because we don't even know numbers for 2020 yet.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's it goes it just goes to show like how. Little we do have control and not to get upside down and not put yourself in a position where your back's against the wall. You know, the first probably
2: 10 years that I was an agent, I'd buy a new car every three years just because I wanted to prove to everybody I'd made it. Yeah. And now (laughs) I've gotten into, I actually read a book that changed my life called Millionaire Next Door. And it talks about the fact that people who are mega rich, not 1 million, 2 million, 5 million, mega, mega rich. I think the numbers were um, like 80% of them have never spent more than $250 on a watch, never Mm -hmm. spent more than $600 on a suit. They don't buy imported cars. And I'm thinking, okay, why am I buying a car every three years? Who am I trying to prove something to? And it's kind of like, okay. So luckily that I read that book many years ago and it kind of got my spending under control. That's awesome. But I think, too, it's a really good time for the staff to remember, you are not an expense. Right. You're an investment. And if you're not making a return, you're not an investment that we can afford to keep. So um, it is super important now for, for those that are running businesses to sit down with those that are working for them and make sure everybody understands how the economics work, because it's like... Showing up and putting in eight hours a day does not make me money. Like you can be here all day long and not make me a dime. So sitting down, I actually, I kept it because I wanted you guys to see. This is what we went over in our office meeting this morning. And this is all (laughs) the mistakes that I found in the last 24 hours. Oh, There's probably 20 of them on here. And some of them are things like, oh, you quoted homeowners, but the policy excluded Windstorm, and there's no notes that you even asked them if they wanted Windstorm. Seriously? We're three miles from the Gulf of Mexico at my office. Like, it's kind of a big deal. Um, New business customer that we wrote a policy on, and we didn't even put him in the phone system, so he doesn't exist in the phone system. Um, You know, homeowners policy that we wrote, um, but then had to cancel because they sold the house. Well, we didn't go into the auto policy and put that they don't own a home anymore. So they're still getting discounts, 20% off in Texas for being paperless and owning a home, even though they don't own a home anymore. I mean, no Mm -hmm. notes that you even discussed life insurance or auto insurance when you wrote a house. You did a quote on a person and there is no follow-up. It's been two weeks. There's not even a note in the computer for you to follow up. So, obviously, you're not going to follow up. And so, I found two of those yesterday and I gave them to the – I didn't give them back to the person who quoted it. I gave them to someone else and told them, you go close it. Because it's like <laughs> if you're not creating yeah. your follow-up and you're not doing things right. So, the big thing that we've tried to focus on now in our office is we cannot have any sloppy habits anymore. Like. Right. N- Not, you know, remembering to task something so that we follow up on it or not remembering or, you know, you get an email to quote somebody and then it just doesn't get done for three or four days. It's like, Mm -hmm. that's not sense of urgency. That's not going to close any deals. So it's like, take a deep breath. It's going to be okay. And remembering to focus on 2019 because 2020 is not today.
0: Did you see the presentation from Mega that Chris sent out?
2: Yes, I did. Yeah. And I was at Mega.
0: It, it makes me think of that um, the the one quote that he put on there, and I can't remember whose quote it was. It was like Einstein or somebody smart, somebody way smarter than me. <laughs> but, but they said it, every perfect system degrades or or degrades into chaos after at some point. And it's funny because you know you you have uh, uh, the the reputation. Okay,
2: so what's my reputation? What's my name?
0: <laughs> of being very process oriented and process queen.
2: Department. Say it right. Process <laughs> queen.
0: And,
2: <laughs> and that's why I saved this because I want to make sure people understand. Like I've got a piece of paper with 20 things on it that I found wrong yesterday yeah. in our operation. So I'm more the sales department, some more the service department, but we can't operate like that. Like we have to constantly be backing ourselves down to, we can't have sloppy habits. We can't have, quotes that don't get worked immediately. We can't have, I mean, we can't. Like, Everything just starts slipping. All well, the little details are super important.
0: Today or tomorrow or the next day, but it starts slowly. Yeah. Turning into chaos. Can
2: I share my Ed Milet quote? Yes. This is my favorite quote of all times. Ed Milet says, you can't scale chaos. No. So you might get away with chaos if it's just you in the office. You might get away with it if it's just you and one person in the office, but you will never be of any significant size because you can't scale chaos. If you can't get organized when you're little and there's only two or three people in your operation, when you get to 10 or 15 or there's plenty of agents out there with 40 or 50, they have no idea what's going on. And it's kind of like, no, 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 no. Every once in a while. And you guys know, in my office, the average tenure is 11 years. Wow. And we still make mistakes daily, not always 20 every day, but um, you know what I mean? It's like, we've got to be super careful because you can't scale chaos and it's so stressful on everyone cleaning up on the back end takes 10 times longer.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm. So let's, let's talk about that a little bit, Laura, because I think it's important that, um, that, that that's recognized and, and how to get there. Cause everybody always wants to know the how, right. And you have, you have a lot of agents and I know yes. you've talked to a lot of agents. I've talked to a lot, Jason, we've all talked to a lot of agents and I seem to see everywhere I go, a lot of chaos, right. Just sort co- sort of, writing bills by the heel of their pants and, and, you know, I don't have a budget and all of these things. And I mean, it, it, it all starts with the leader.
2: No question. And it, and it starts with knowing that there is going to be accountability because if I've got somebody in my operation, that's been with me 18 years or 22 years and 25 years, which I do all three of those, like they have to know, like, it's not acceptable to say, Oh, I forgot. You know what I mean? And we're all human. So don't get me wrong. If someone makes a mistake once a month, I got no problem with that. I make mistakes, at least that often. Um, And I'm probably the least thorough person in the operation, I can tell you, because I've tested me on ideal traits and I suck. Okay, but I don't have to be thorough. I have to do things that don't require tremendous thoroughness. And then I have to have good habits. But um, Craig, to your point, especially for the service team, it has to be, there has to be a list of jobs. And so what we've done inside of our operation is we've created, this is my new favorite thing in the whole wide world. Uh, We've created a sheet that each person keeps on their desk. Let me find mine for today. Um, And this sheet, and I'll just do it you know, so you can see, I really do have it and I keep it on my desk. it has the entire week on a page. It is a list of what we need to accomplish every day. So at the very top of the sheet, it talks about what Laura Harris's jobs are for today. Wow. Okay, so some of those I only do on Mondays. Some of them I do every day, whatever. But all my jobs are listed at the top. So I can't say, oh, I forgot to call on the cancellation order. I forgot to call, follow up on claims. There ain't no forgetting. It's on the piece of paper that's supposed to be sitting on your desk every single day. In addition to that, There's five different boxes. The first box is you must have minimum. You have to give me the names of five people that you asked for life insurance today. Mm. You can't just put a check mark. No, I asked. No, 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 no. I, if I can go into the phone system and listen to the recorded call, and yes, I still record calls, um, listen to the recorded call <laughs> and see that you actually asked that person for life insurance, as far as I'm concerned, it doesn't count. So even me, I write down the name of the people that I ask for life insurance each day. And then if they said, yes, I'll talk to the EFS, I circle it. And then once the EFS actually speaks to them, I highlight it. So that way I'm tracking my leads to make sure that they're really getting worked and they're getting worked in a timely manner. And I'm holding myself accountable to minimum five conversations a day where I'm discussing life insurance. Well, if you do that, you're accidentally going to fall on people that say yes, even if you're trying not to. Okay, back to to Judd Lavender and go for the no. So the good thing is the five can be one yes and four no's it can be five no's it can be five yeses Uh, yesterday I actually had two yeses and they both wanted quotes and I gave them quotes while I had them on the phone but it's five you have to talk to so that's the service department they must do three policy reviews every single day mandatory they have to write down the name of the person they did and if I find out that they didn't quote all lines meaning home auto life insurance it doesn't even count like you have to have quoted all three lines or at least ask for all of the lines and by the way Don't ask somebody if you can quote their home or auto insurance. If you have one, you tell them, you know what? Allstate's just had some rate changes. I'm going to quote the other line for you, and I'm going to email it right over to you. You know, what kind of cars do you own? Yesterday, I heard somebody say, can I quote your car insurance? Right. Well, what do you think the answer to that one was? No. 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 Okay, you start by saying we've had some rate changes. Guess what? It could have been a rate increase of 25%, but it's a rate change. If you just say rate change every time, you don't have to stop and remember when's the last time we had a rate decrease because most regions are never going to have one. But just say we had some rate changes recently. The second thing is make sure that you're constantly discussing the discount that they would get on the other line because, at least in Texas, the discount for the multiple policies is pretty good size. Um, but a CPR or policy review is not a policy review unless you actually quoted the other lines and don't ask them, tell them, I'm going to email you this quote and then follow up with you. The third box in here is I must transfer at least one lead a day to the sales department. So currently my service department does not do applications themselves, but they're responsible every day for finding at least one person who says, yes, I want to quote. Um, And typically they'll go ahead and get permission to PQB it because in that way, the sales department knows they can run the, the reports before they call them back. Um, last, next box is recommendations. So at least twice a day, they have to ask for a referral from a friend or a family member. And the exact language on how to ask for the life insurance and for the referrals are both written at the bottom of the page. So they can't say, well, I didn't know how to bring it up, or I can't remember what I'm supposed to say because they're at that bottom of the page so you can't forget. And then last but not least, at the end of each day, they have to write down what their talk time was for the day. So service department must have two hours. Sales department must have three hours. And at the end of the day, they have to write down how much time they had. So you can't say, oh, I didn't realize I really only had 36 minutes on the phone yesterday. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you're going to have to report it at the end of the day. Um, beside that, you have to, you write the talk time. And next to that, you write, how many to-dos do you have an e-agent that are past due?
0: Oh, I like it. Look at all that Because
2: there are times when I have had one employee who had 30 to 60 Red to do's, they're past due. Well, sometimes it's, don't forget to pull a payment today or follow up on that claim problem. Yeah. Well, if you let it wait another three to five days, you can have a problem with a bank drafter. You can have a problem with a customer screaming because you told them you'd call them on Tuesday and you didn't call them yet. So guess how many red to do's my service department has right now?
0: Goose egg. How many?
2: Zero. Boom. Prior to using this document, which is in a current format didn't start until September 16th, I would typically average 100 red to-dos for the service team in a day. Ugh, wow. And now it's zero. Now let's make it even more fun. At the end of the day, they have to take a photo of this with their personal camera, and they must email it, not ta- I'm sorry, message it through uh, Messenger. They have to send it to me and everyone else in the service team. So if you're a loser for the day, you have to apologize to everyone because everyone's going to see your talk time. Everyone's going to see you didn't get a lead today for the sales department. Everyone's going to see that you didn't ask for life insurance today. And so when you talk about accountability for the service department, this is amazing. So a lot of agencies have accountability for the sales department that's super clean. And the service department is a bunch of rogue freaks. Because they're just expected to show up and answer the phone if it rings. Well, how much proactive activity does your service department have? And have you defined exactly what they have to accomplish every single day? Because three policy reviews doesn't sound like much, but when the phone's ringing off the wall, it's rough some days. But the rule in my office is, I don't care how bad your day was, if you got a queue out to get proactive on the phone and get three policy reviews today, that's the way we get our life insurance on our PNC. There so you, go. you you can either do your reviews with an incoming call, somebody calls in to add a car, and while you got them on the phone, you do a real review, or you queue out on the phone and you do an ex, you know exit an outgoing call, so the clear accountability.
1: Do you make them apologize to
2: everybody? I don't even make them. I mean, it's like they're like putting all these, you know, red face emojis and and doing all this Uh, stuff because they're they're feeling really bad. And what happens, because I do the same sheet, guys. There's five of us in the the service department in my operation, and I fill out the same exact sheet. And I can tell you by 1 o'clock, if I don't have at least halfway through my sheet for the day, I'm stressed out. I mean – I'm stressed out because I know at the end of the day, I have to take a photo and send it to everyone else on my team. And I feel like I have to pull my weight. I mean, by nine o'clock this morning, I had already sent two leads to the sales department, just saying. And I've already done two policy reviews. And since it's, you know, 1.20 in, in Texas time right this minute, that's not too bad for halfway through the day. But I still have not gotten an ALR today which tells you if I have to, I may have to spend the entire afternoon doing something to have life conversations. So, but it's, it's a clean way to make sure that everyone is doing something that makes the agency money.
1: Yeah. No, that's awesome. And what happens if you're sick or something? Do you, do you have people that you offload that stuff to?
2: Well, if it's somebody that's just out for a day, then your jobs normally are not that big a deal. Like the cancellation audit can be called on Thursday instead of Wednesday. That's not a big deal. So, for example, uh, the person who does a cancellation audit works at twice a week. Friday is an absolute must because if you think about it, Friday is when most people get paid. Right. So, you can work it Tuesday and Friday. You can work it, you know, whatever two days you want. But two days a week is a mandatory Um, and Friday is a mandatory, but if she's not there on Friday, then genuinely, this sounds horrible to admit, but guess who? Me. Um, I will make the cancellation calls on a Friday. Um, Same thing with the claim follow-up. I want those done the day after the claim is turned in, because this is insane, but this is real, guys. At least a third of the time when a claim comes in, it's a not-fault accident, and the customer turned it in after hours, and We'll call them the next morning when we get the report in showing they turn in a claim and be like, well, I'm confused. Why did you turn this on on your policy? It shows you were rear-ended. Did they not have insurance? And they're like, oh, no, well, I didn't know what to do. And I'm like, well, why would you want to have to pay a deductible and do this under your own policy? Don't you want to turn it in on their insurance? And they're like, yeah, can you do that for me? And I'm like, no, I wish that I can't because they have to speak to the person in the car. So do you have the name of the person who hits you? Do you know their insurance company? Nine times out of 10, they do. Not always, but most of the time they do. And then they go turn it in somewhere else. And I notify all state that the customer wants to close without pay. So I'm keeping my loss ratios down by just making sure immediately before the claims department even calls them, that if it's a not-fault accident, I'm on the phone with them helping them turn in the claim elsewhere only I make them do all the work because the the other claims department really does have to speak to the person that was in the car, not me.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. Well, so what, what other, um, what other nuggets you, you, you have so many nuggets.
0: I got to go back to, (laughs) hold on. I I can't move past this yet. Can you just wait one second? Sure. I I am really curious about the installation of this process and how that went over. It didn't go
2: well. (laughs) Okay. So here's my recommendation. The first few days, and my girls are used to change. I mean, change, 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 change. And, and I'm also brutally honest with my team about here's what's going on with Allstate. Here's the bad things that might come down the road because I don't want them to read things on Facebook or whatever and, and be shocked. So they know right now there's a ton of change going down. So obviously we have to be even more careful than usual, but uh, to your point, Craig, Nobody likes to be managed, mm-hmm. nobody, but the sales department has clear accountability. Right. If they don't have three hours talk time in a day, or they don't have eight PQBs in a day, or they don't have at least two items closed that day, they're being held accountable. Well, it's not fair for the service team to not have accountability also. So the ideal situation is sit down with them and say, hey, this is what that crazy chick in Texas uses. Do you guys think this is the right thing for us to measure? Maybe we need to measure something different. Uh, Maybe we need to not have three CPRs. Maybe there's less of us in the service department, so we can only promise to get two done in a day. Um, There's just no excuse for not having five go for the nose because if you're talking on average, most of us are talking to 30 to 50 people in a day. If you can't ask five of those for life insurance, then I need to get rid of you and find somebody who can because that's Mm. just stupidity. But I think including them in the decision as to what will the criteria be, but when it's all said and done, I'm running a business. And so I did set the final, you know, here's the five boxes and here's the number that's going to be attached to each one of them. They know these are numbers for today and they will probably be changed because I expect us to constantly be getting more efficient. You know what I'm saying? So as we're getting more efficient, so perfect example, back to nuggets, Jason. The other day I was talking to the girl who handles my claims and she said, well, I called the claims department and I was asking him and I'm like, wait, 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 wait. I said, what do you mean you called the claims department? And she's like, well, I needed to ask him. And I said, okay, first of all, if someone calls in and they got a problem with the claim, like if it's a problem under no circumstances are you allowed to call anyone. You send an email directly to the claims advocate. Nine times out of 10, within 10 minutes, you're going to get an answer. Mm -hmm. Because they have a whole team handling that stuff. If you call, you're going to spend way more than 10 minutes on the phone. You're probably not going to get a human. It's probably not going to be somebody who gives a flip. Certainly not going to be the claims advocate whose job depends on whether or not they stop and squelch things immediately. Right. You've wasted anywhere from 10 to 30 minutes of your time on something that is not your job. Claims is not our job. Now, making sure the claims department does their job is my job. (laughs) That's what the claims advocate is for. So you send an email to the claims advocate and tell them the customer needs to speak to someone because he's frustrated with, and then you be very clear about what it is. You send them the name of the customer, you send them the the policy number or claim number, and then you check, and I can tell you nine times out of 10, within 10 minutes, there's an answer. Mm -hmm. Because... They have to be efficient. So why am I not forcing my people to be efficient? So constantly stopping and thinking like, what else can we do that frees up time for us? So we switch to, and I may have told you guys this already, but we switch to the online banking where we just take a photo of the checks. We don't take any cash. We used to spend one hour a day
1: going to the bank. You just blew Craig's mind the front door. So <sighs> Mobile no banking.
2: Mobile banking. We do not take cash. And here's what I did. And this is a true story. There, were, uh, there have been agents in the past that have either been robbed at gunpoint. There's actually been Allstate agents, if you go back many, many years, this was over 20 years ago, that was shot. Wow. And in the current climate, I do not feel comfortable with my people taking cash. Guys, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. We don't want to spend an hour at the bank anymore. But the story we gave the customers was, and it's legit. There are all state agents who have been robbed at gunpoint. Right. I mean, true. Yeah. So we now use mobile banking. So I have two options. You know, you can bring me a money order. Or you can bring me a check. Or we can do this over the phone. You know, We can do electronic or whatever over the phone. We can do a credit card. Cash is no longer an option. This just not a thing. There is no thing, not a thing, not a thing. Now what we did, we did this back in June. We put a note on the door saying as of July one, there will be no more cash payments.
0: Gave them a month.
2: So we gave them 30 days. Okay. And look at Craig. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Ah! Seriously, Craig, I'm not teasing you. We were spending an hour a day at the bank.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And so you figure out where you're wasting time. There's gotta be a better way. Like, what do, what do we do? How do we figure that out? Like, uh-uh, we're not going to have. And so another good example, we just did this one today. Um, our trailing documents list is now four pages long for eSig. okay? My team is not allowed to use electronic signature on an endorsement because chasing eSig on an endorsement is stupid. If the customer doesn't sign off on it, then don't send the endorsement. So my team is not allowed to send an endorsement until they get the signature. So if somebody wants to exclude a driver or do something that requires a trailing document on an endorsement, then they have to send it to us first or we will not do it. So there is no processing it until we get the signature on endorsement. So there is not one T-Doc on here that is an endorsement. It's all new business. These are service We have targets. never had four pages before, ever in 25 years I've been in business. It's now four pages, no. which tells me something's out of control. So we had to sit down and study it this morning. And what I've realized is a ton of people who buy renter's insurance never sign because they don't want the policy anyway. They just need proof of insurance so they can get into the apartment and that's all they need. So new rule, new rule today, today, no renter's insurance until the signature comes in. You do not send the app. You do not send proof of insurance until you get the signature up front. So you Print a piece of paper, you fax it over to them or you email it over to them, but you cannot send an application on renters. Now, the other thing that we've done is the outstanding ones that you have, because the good thing is it has the um, LSP's number on it showing who did it. You get a list of yours every Tuesday morning, must get to them by 11 o'clock on Tuesday morning and Wednesday morning at 930 when we have our morning huddle. We're going to go over which T-docs you still have outstanding as a group, all 10 of us are going to talk about your loser buns. Okay. <laughs> so if you're not getting yours done, you're going to have to explain to 10 people why they're not getting done. And I the guarantee you check with me 30 days from now, there won't even be two pages.
0: The power of, of peer influence.
2: And, and stopping and thinking, how do we make this more efficient? Cause this is crazy. Like this yeah. is crazy. And so you know, the it's easy to get lax when you have new deals you want to close and it's like, ah, I'll follow up on that stuff later or things like the renters where people are just crazy. Um, you know, so you have to stop and think, what rules do we need to have inside of our agency to make that work better? So, Craig, you want me to send you information on mobile banking?
0: Well, we have the card, but yeah, I I. Oh, would... don't
2: do the ATM. That's not the same. And it gets but, messed no. up. You'll get a yeah. lot of bank. Uh, you,
0: your posted score
2: will go bad. But with this, you, you sit at your desk and you take a photo of the check. It's nothing. It takes two seconds.
1: And can wow. can other people have that on, on their phone? Can they use that app? Okay.
2: Well, put it this way. I have um, three people that sit up by the front, and mm-hmm. all three of them know how to do it. The rest okay, of us, I've do never it. done it once in my life. I don't even know how to do it. But if you've got three people in the operation that know how to do it, you don't need 10. It
0: Perfect. also becomes one of those things where, oh, I need to leave – 20 minutes early because you know that whole thing oh the bank takes four i have to leave it i need to leave at noon so i can or
2: they leave at noon take their lunch then go to the bank and they're not back still at 2 30 and you're like seriously okay you want to hear a funny one time i had a girl (laughs) say well i stopped to pay my electric bill and it was horrible lines and i thought so you (laughs) took your lunch you went to the bank then you went to pay your electric bill and you're telling me the reason you couldn't get back was because the electric bill was the problem. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> you, you do, you take away temptation to be inefficient. How's that for
0: wanted to say unethical, yeah. but remove the steps, right? As many steps keep you can it remove.
2: simple. Keep and it does reduce the stress because all of these efficiencies radically change stress levels. I mean, there's no right. doubt about it. So did I answer your question, Craig? Oh, yeah. After you did the mind blown thing. I like that. I'm glad to know I can still blow your mind. It's nice when that happens.
0: Always. (laughs) always,
1: Every time. Every time. um, We should do this often. I like it. I love it. Girl, I
2: like to talk.
0: Laura's Corner, a new segment every quarter. (laughs) I, I think that that I, I know that people will be clamoring for that sheet you have, and I'm hopeful that you can email. And we can. Oh attach- yeah.
2: Yeah. No, I'll email it over to you or however you want me to send it to you. It's not a problem. Yeah. Actually, okay. I updated it this morning. And by the way, the green is for the life and the green script at the bottom is the life script. So you can look down there quick and pick the right one because there's also blue for the recommendations and the script at the bottom is blue for the recommendations. Okay. So it's in a format that I could pretend like I created it originally. Somebody used it for what, what we call a bingo sheet, um, and I just used the same format and filled in the boxes. So I don't remember who the bingo sheet came from originally. I would give them credit. but uh, <laughs> and And the other thing, Craig, when you talk about changing with your staff, maybe you create a contest for the first week and say if anybody gets – you know, all five boxes done right in a day, they get an extra $10 Taco Bell gift card or whatever. And then that way it's like, no, they're going to make sure they get their 10 boxes right in a day. And you just do that for a week or two. Cause then once you've proven, okay, this is possible right. <laughs> at that point in time, I'm not going to reward you for doing your job.
0: This is your job you almost did it the same way as with the uh the the not taking cash you you got to you know create a little bit of uh, a little bit of a runway there Correct. and we want to get things done right now it's like i want to just get it done but you're very much more patient and <laughs> well and <laughs> the
2: staff would like to be efficient. The staff would like to make more money. Well, they can't make more money if they're wasting their time on phoning the claims department and spending 20 minutes on hold or an hour in the bank line. Or So together as a group, you need to ask them, Yeah. what else can mm-hmm. we do? that will free up some time for you. What other stupid things can we ditch that, that if we knew like renter's policies, we don't send those anymore without a signature up front. Cause then we don't ever have to chase chase T-docs on renters because a bunch of those are renters. And it's like, okay, what else can we do? And the more I allow my team to come to me with ideas, the more they start acting like people who have a vested interest in this business instead of Craig has to come up with all the ideas or, okay, Jason, what are we going to do to fix it? Like, it's your problem. It's not their problem. Well, no, this is our problem. <laughs> Cause if Allstate cuts my renewal comp 10%, this is our problem. So we're going to have to figure out a way to increase production because I don't know the numbers yet, but this is clearly going to have a huge impact on our economics. So we need to figure out, okay, what else can we do? And they appreciate being treated like adults. You know, I worked for other people for 13 years, and the last guy I worked for was a State Farm agent, and I love him to death. I mean, he would constantly give me free reigns on, you know, ideas for contests or tweaking processes or whatever it was, and I loved working with someone who treated me with that kind of respect.
1: Yeah. Have you guys read
2: the books? Have you read Rocket Fuel and Traction?
1: No, I heard rocket fuel. Oh,
2: out. you gotta talk about that then. <laughs>
1: Last
0: time, and I still haven't got there. And
2: I- I'm gonna tell. It doesn't do any good to write things down on a piece of paper, Craig. If you don't do them,
0: <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna
2: buy them on Audible now that. Okay. Yeah, I'm Turn bringing them up Audible. a second time because. Let me tell you that the books themselves talk about how to organize your office and make things more efficient. That's a huge part of what it is. But the books also talk about the fact that if you don't eventually create some middle layer management, particularly if your operation is six people or more, then everyone's reporting to you and everyone's coming to you with their problems and everyone's stressed out if they don't know how to read the RMPs. You're getting all of the junk and I don't want to be a firefighter. Right. I want to proactively be doing things that add money to the agency, and if I'm putting out fires all day long, I can't. But those two books and Entrepreneurial Operating System as a whole are fantastic because they kind of help you talk about how to structure the agency uh, I've chosen to go one step further, and I actually use a professional coach that is trained in the entrepreneurial operating system. And let me tell you, it's hysterical because she found out yesterday because she she coaches probably six or seven all state agents across the nation, and they're all big boys, huge, huge people. Um, and it's so cute because she found out yesterday about the base pay now being 9%. And she sent me an email and she said, do you have five minutes? Let's get on the phone together and figure out how we're going to tackle this. And I thought, I love that she treats my business problems like her business
0: problems. That's awesome.
2: You know what I mean? Instead of just sending an email and going, gosh, sucks to be you. You know what I mean? For her to say, let's strategize. Let's figure out what do we need to do different? How are we going to make sure this is going to work? And I told her, well, there's no point because three to four weeks from now is when we'll get actual numbers and I can see how it's going to impact us economically. So I told her we'll schedule something for 30 days from now and then we'll have an appointment and we'll tackle, you know, what do we need to do different, but you need to be doing that with your team. And then if you're smart enough to have a coach like Lori, you know, making sure that you've got somebody who you can strategize with is, is really, really good. So enough rambling.
1: Love it. Love it.
2: So Jason, you didn't even confess as to whether or not you've read the book. So I assume you haven't, or you'd be giving Craig a hard time.
1: No, I, I didn't. But you
2: didn't even write it down. So it's okay. You didn't pretend like you were going to read them like Craig did. I really want to
1: read Rocket Fuel. I've heard that. (laughs) that, That's awesome from multiple people. And
2: it's on Audible. I've probably listened to it five or six times, guys, because every time I listen to it, I tweak something else and I tweak something else and I tweak something else. Good, strong leaders are always learning and they're always asking questions. And in reading a book, you're you're doing that you know what i mean you're you're learning and you're asking questions and then you go back to your team and you're like okay i was reading this book and it sparked this thought and you know what can we do different on this and how do we do that
1: yep and and here's the other thing that i learned is that that i was going through so many books in audible and i wasn't executing yeah well yeah but i mean there's only so much you can do so yes. i i went back re to this stuff that I felt was super important. And yeah, I'm focusing on, on doing that now. I so was, now I'm hey. going to
2: interview you. Do you have a list of what's not working?
1: Uh, in the agency? Correct. Um. So here, here's the deal. I'm only a three-year agent. Um. Came in the first year and we sucked so hard. It was ridiculous. And then we've constantly been developing sales process and um, And everything. We just opened a scratch agency. So it's a constant reinvention every single day and focus it, doubling down on what works and constantly pushing out what doesn't.
2: It it helps though if you make a list of what's not working in your operation. I thought you were going to say I'm a three year -year agent, so I don't have any problems, and I was going to laugh at you. (laughs) Um, When I originally met Lori, I walked into her office with a list of 140 things that were messed up in our operation. And so now, what we do in my operation is we look at the list, what's left. Which one, if we actually fix that, like very few agents have really good, strong requote processes where they know for sure every single quote's getting requoted, whatever. Mm. Uh, most agents have horrible win back processes. So, exactly what is your win back process so that you know every single time you lose a client for, that you want back? Okay, some of them you're glad they're gone. But for the ones you want back, how do you know for sure that there's a system in place not only to get them back, but also to check and make sure some other agent didn't steal them? Because if you check your terminated audit, I guarantee you, you're going to find some customers in there that another agent canceled your policy and rewrote it. I actually had one not too long ago where they had canceled my homeowner's policy and rewritten into the same homeowner's company.
0: And then it kicked right back to you. Right. No,
2: because they if you don't put the prior policy number on there, the computer thinks it's a new customer and the computer gives it to the new guy. So I call the agent, because it was an LSP that did it, clearly. I called the agent and said... <laughs> Excuse the heck out of me. First of all, obviously, I'm going to reinstate my prior policy because it was the same company. There's not even an advantage to rewrite it. And so, you know, but if you're not checking your terminated audit, how do you know if that's happening to you? How do you know if someone else is stealing your auto policy and maybe rewriting it to a different company or the same company or whatever that might be? But, you know, being careful of making a list of what's not working and then figuring out, okay, maybe that's not the biggest priority for you right this minute but we'll tackle that one (laughs) but if you don't keep a list you just constantly feel insecure because there's seven thousand things that you're not doing well and you feel like i'm working hard as a fireman every day throwing water on the fire that happens to be the closest and not necessarily working on the biggest problem
1: right well i mean I, i would say to clarify and this is probably horrible but uh i focus on what makes the most money, correct, and I triple down on that, and then things like one policy goes here, there, I could care less about, and I know i I should and I should eventually have a system for a lot of those things, um but maybe integrated
2: I'm, services will do it for you,
1: what yeah, I think so. <laughs>
2: Please Sorry that it. was mean.
1: That was mean.
2: That was mean. That was mean. Yeah, but and I understand and believe me, I I know you're way above average as an agent. So it's not that I don't think you're focusing on the right things. I just think there's I mean, I've been 25 years in business. My no, average employee wait. is 11 but, years with me and we still have a whole big long list of things that are messed up.
1: Yeah. And we're still no, fixing
2: I, things every day.
1: I need you know, to get so, to that point. I need to slow at some point, I need to slow down from because it's just we're so sales centric right now it's ludicrous so that's all that matters right now and um retention's pretty good so it's because we really lock in that that initial process so yeah so after that then um then uh yeah in the next couple of years i definitely need to lock in those those processes to to uh increase uh, more business within the business. Well, and
2: knowledge. you can pick one. You know, if you look at my job accountability sheet, it gives you a list of every single process we've got in our operation. Some of them you might not even care about. Like Allstate sends us an email on bonus drive. If you don't care, delete it. You know, I like calling the customers and saying, I can give you $500 rebate. Do you want it? I mean, I haven't found anybody yet who didn't get freaked out. I had one guy in my office crying when he received the check because he brought it into our office and he goes, is this real? And I, uh, yeah. And he, he was he really really started crying so
1: oh, that's amazing
2: but bonus drive you may not care about that one you know what i mean it takes yeah. two seconds so you fill it out whatever but and we only get like two or three in a month it's not like we have a hundred but kick your battles
0: totally but laura, that's a reason to call like you you have a reason to connect right so all of these little good mojo things, dude right? Yep. like you're, you're talking to them and then they remember you and laura calls and you know that all it's a lot of buy-in. it's going
2: to help with retention because if yeah. i've done something that cost me nothing and right. gave them 250 or 500 depending on what kind of car they bought and the guy walks in crying i mean that's only happened once but i mean it's a big deal to some people to get a 250 dollars check i mean a big deal i mean that's a car payment for most people so realistically, you just got to figure out which ones are going to have the biggest impact. And and things like, for example, in Texas, it's a 25% discount if you're paperless and you own a a home, okay? So your discount on your auto policy, your AFCIC auto is 25% if you own a home and you're paperless. Well, if my customer is going to have a 25% rate increase on renewal, even a 15%, They're going to get a phone call from someone in my operation, even if I got to pay some $10 an hour kid who's not even licensed to call at the end of every day, because that doesn't even require a license. Because I can't afford to have people getting a 15% rate increase just because they forgot to go online and register. So are you guys using onboarding with extra hands? (laughs) Are you familiar with onboarding with extra hands? Okay, yes. I love that you said yes. Um, We use extra hands for late pay calls because I don't want to call on the cancellation audit. So the only ones we're calling on are, and this is in blueprint guys, which opens up on November the 4th. So they'll make your late pay phone calls for you, which is wonderful. We do one hour a week where we forward our phones to extra hands so that we can have a meeting. And it typically is my office management team that meets in that one hour because we can't have any disruption because no customers can call in. Um, And then the third thing that we use them for now, which started in April is onboarding. So every single new policy that's written, they call the customer, they make sure they download mobile app onto their phone. They make sure that the customer um, has registered for DriveWise and for the paperless discount. So they're doing all of that for you, and here's the very odd unintended consequences. Um, first of all, there's there's um, statistics, and I can't remember what they are, but I can get them to you that show an increase in retention for those customers who Allstate is doing onboarding because agents don't have time for this, um, and the DriveWise. Um, The people using DriveWise has increased also two points. So that's a huge deal. But here's what I like about it most. We used to get a lot of phone calls from people saying, you've sent me the eight requests for this stupid paperless thing, and I can't log in, and I don't know how to get in there, and I don't understand, and this is stupid, and why can't you just do it for me? We used to get those phone calls daily. I don't even remember one call in the last 30 days where somebody has called us, to whine about having to go on to their mobile application and they can't figure out how to get in and they can't figure out how to do driveways and they can't figure out how to do yeah. paperless. It doesn't happen anymore because Allstate is calling them and getting all that stuff done. So they make the call 12 days after the policy's submitted. So by then for sure, the policy's issued. It, they're not trying to cross sell, so they're not gonna steal your stuff. They, they're not allowed to bring up life insurance. They're not gonna do anything other than just those three things. So, it's huge to have onboarding, and that is part of Blueprint. So, if you're not signing up for that on November the 4th, I think everybody's cray cray. Uh, and actually, you okay. don't even have to wait until 2020. Um, there's actually an email, and I'll post it inside y'all's website, uh, where you can actually go ahead and register for it um, for the November, you know, and they'll start doing it in November. And it's stupid oh. cheap, like stupid, stupid, stupid cheap. It's, don't tell Allstate I said that, but it's ridiculous. They're not charging enough for it, but I'm glad
1: Hmm. because it's very reasonable. I mean, it's (laughs) cheap. The company's charging for other stuff.
2: Oh, no, they're getting their money's worth out of me. Don't you worry about that. (laughs) But it's not like I'm looking at the dollars going out and going, "Uh, should I do that myself? I mean, there is no way. They're doing it way cheaper than I could do it on the onboarding. And probably because they want to make sure those calls are happening. But it's extremely inexpensive for the onboarding. Do you have any recordings of those calls? Uh, No, but I could get one. Oh, you know what, though? I don't know if I could because the customer privacy stuff, the PII, Privacy Information Act stuff. Uh, but I could, I could get you something that shows like what the script is and stuff like that, but okay. it's super simple. I mean, they're just downloading cool. the app onto the phone, doing DriveWise and doing paperless. That's, those are the three things. All that the stuff
0: doing. that we end up not doing usually. All
2: of the stuff that's not getting done. And then your customer's getting a rate increase. Then they're bitching at you at renewal. The amount of phone traffic we have like- has radically reduced since they started doing our onboarding radically reduced. We're not getting the whining on the renewals, getting huge rate increases. We're not getting people calling and complaining because they can't figure out how to log into that stupid app. I I don't even know how. I mean, yeah, I'm not the guy. So it's good because they're taking care of all of those problems proactively. And so you're getting a lot less frustrated customers, but it's definitely increasing first year retention. And it's definitely increasing drive rise enrollment, which is a big deal to all states.
1: Awesome. I'm going to do it. I'm signing oh, up for it. You got to Good stuff. Good stuff. Too many. So can
2: I talk about peppering? Yes. Yeah, okay. Are you talking about my hair? <laughs> we <laughs> only have a few more minutes and I've kind of talked <laughs> mostly about the service department so far. So I wanted, I want to bring up something that we've started doing different within the last month and it's about the sales department. In the past, we've always talked to people about the importance of having scripts for yourselves and the importance of, you know, having tie downs and the importance of role playing and the importance of being able to handle objections and the importance, the importance, the importance. Here's, here's what I've noticed. My team naturally waited until they were finished with everything else. And then they remembered, oh yeah, we're supposed to talk about value statements and life insurance. So guess where that was happening? At the end of the call, which means Mm. nobody's interested in life insurance. So here's the thing, and it's a huge thing, because I've started doing this within the last 30 days, you must pepper value statements throughout the entire conversation. So when you're waiting on the computer to go screen to screen, Have a piece of paper on your desk that shows what are your value statements and say, you know what, by the way, I just want to make sure that you know this. Our office has been open for 25 years and the average tenure for our operation, there's 11 of us, 10 of us total. The average tenure is 11 years. And then you just ask the next question on the auto and you keep going. So peppering the value statements throughout the conversation so that when you get to the end and you're more expensive, because a lot of times you are, you got something to work off of. Okay. So peppering the value statements throughout, same exact thing on the life insurance side. And I can email you guys a document on this because I think it's important to have language. Yes. On the life insurance, if you wait until you finish the home, you finish the auto, you finished everything else. And then now you bring up life insurance. They're looking at you like you're cuckoo. Stupid. So you tell them at the beginning, first of all, you always ask how did you find us? I'm always curious. How did you find us? So if it's an sure. incoming phone call so that you can measure, is this from your Google? I love my Google check. Um, is this from mail outs that you're doing with direct mail with real comp? Is this, I mean, what is the return coming in from. So you got to start with the source. But then the next thing that I tell them is I'm going to quote every possible discount. It's important to me to give you all states' absolute best rate. Now, if there's any discount on here that you don't want, okay, because I'm going to quote the whole motto in life, then I'll be glad to take it off. But I'm going to quote every possible discount and then you can back out anything you want. So if you don't want to be paperless, that's up to you, but you're going to lose a discount for that. So I'm going to quote, start off quoting all discounts possible. Now I've already just thrown in their home auto in life. Mm -hmm. I didn't ask them. You don't ever ask them. You throw it in there at the very beginning. The reason I'm doing this is so that I can get you every possible discount. So you start the conversation there. Then I like to start with the auto because nobody thinks they're paying their homeowner's premium. They think, Santa Claus does it. And so I start with the homeowners because they're always, that's a priority. Talk about the, I'm sorry, start with the auto, not the homeowners. And when you get into the place where you're talking about the fact that Allstate is awesome, they're going to give you for free $10,000 worth of accidental death coverage. Now, it sounds really good. Just keep in mind, unfortunately, it's only $10,000 worth of life insurance if you die in a car wreck. But it's free. So it's on the policy. We're going to give it to you for free. That's something that Allstate does that I don't think there are any other insurance companies that do that. But I'm also going to talk to you later about getting real life insurance because you might not die in a car wreck. Okay. And then you keep going on the auto insurance. You finish the auto insurance in the middle of the homeowner's policy. You say, do you have a mortgage on your home? They say, yes. You say, how much is it? They say $185,000. And you say, now keep in mind, this homeowner's policy is not going to protect that mortgage if something happens to you. But it's not a problem because Allstate has a super inexpensive policy that I can get for you that's going to take care of that. So I'm going to tell you about that later. So throughout the conversation, you have to have at least three to four times told them, I'm going to tell you about that later. I'm going to tell you about that later. So that when you are talking about life insurance at the end, they don't think you're stupid. Because why are we even talking about life insurance? They didn't care about life insurance. They didn't ask about life insurance. They don't want life insurance. They don't think they need life insurance. They're never going to die. They're employer's going to take care of it. And then when I do get to the end and I finally bring up life insurance, the first thing I say is, can I blow your mind now?
1: (laughs) Love it. And they're
2: like, okay, sure. And I tell them as of January, 2019, Allstate no longer provides life insurance for their own employees and they sell the stuff.
0: Love it. And then the, I like the dramatic pause.
2: I, I shut up until they say something.
0: Whoever that. speaks
2: first loses, okay? When they say, what? I'm like, yes. And we sell life insurance and they don't give it to the, employers anymore, the employees anymore. So if you really believe with all the political cuckoo out there and whatever's going on with Obamacare and I don't care about your political affiliation, the average person changes jobs once every three years. And I would dare say 10 years from now, very few employers are going to be giving away free life insurance. So you need to take care of you. If you have life insurance through your employer, that's the icing on the cake. But if you don't have something you personally bought that you own and you control, you're missing the cake. The icing doesn't do you much good. So I'm going to get you a quote on the life insurance. I need to know two things. First of all, do you smoke or use tobacco of any
0: kind? Or the wacky tobacco.
2: There you go. The good stuff. Um, And then the second thing I need to know is, are you on any kind of medications? Do you take and specifically say anything for blood pressure, diabetes, you know, name some things that are common in your area. And then that way they can't say, oh, I didn't know you meant that. You know what I mean? But name the things that you know are the most common and say, don't worry. I'm going to have somebody. I personally don't do the home and the auto. I do the home and the auto. I've got a full-time partner that does nothing but the life insurance and retirement planning. So I'm going to give him all of your information. He's going to get the quotes together for you on that. And then he'll give you a call. So if you want to do it with him over the phone, just transfer the call. If you want to schedule a time for him to come in, however you do it. But the important part of all of this is that you're peppering value statements and ALR through the conversation so that when you get to the bottom, if your price is high, you've already hit the value statements. You don't have to start defending yourself after 20 minutes on the phone. And when you start talking about life insurance, they don't think you're crazy. So Make sense.
1: Love it.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Fun stuff. That is it. Will, will, will you come back?
2: I would will, love to.
0: Yeah, we. Can gotta, you tell?
2: Yeah. Almost everything we've discussed has changed within the last thirty days in my operation, guys.
0: Yeah, seriously. Well, and, and with the the company. But oh yeah.
2: yeah. Wait five minutes. That'll change again today. Yeah. That's okay. Here's the deal. You, you guys have heard of the book um, I think it's Ken Blanchard. It's called uh, Who Moved the Cheese?" Yes, the company I've heard of it. has the right to do whatever they want to us within contractual you know constraints. Yeah. They can do whatever they want. I can't be the mouse who's sitting in my corner pissed off. I need to be right. a mouse that's looking for where's the cheese now yeah because there's gonna be a way to make money. And those who defiantly throw their hands up in the air are not going to be succeeding going forward. I believe with all my heart, agency business objectives is a real thing. In my market last week, we got an email that said, if you're not selling six standard auto in a month, eight, I think it's eight out of the last 12 months or something like that, we have the right to terminate you. So if it. you're not selling... I'm kind of nervous that they're going to start doing that again because they did used to do that. (laughs) Yeah. And why would they send that email out saying we can terminate you unless they were planning on starting to do that? So realistically, let's assume under the new system, I'm going to find a way to make more money. And is it easy? No. Do I need my whole team to figure it out? Absolutely. Because then the stress isn't all on me. Um, But we have to figure out where the cheese is because cheese has been moved. I tell
1: you and I tell will you constantly me. be moved
2: and will yeah. constantly be moved there's never been a year that there was not a major change and every year yeah. we throw up our hands and we scream and then the next day it's like okay tell me tell me what i gotta do to go get the cheese we're gonna go get the cheese
1: <laughs> get the cheese i think get that's that cheese we gotta that is, end on get woo-hoo! the cheese, everybody get <laughs> the you. cheese
0: uh, Laura, always a pleasure. It, it was so nice to have you
1: again. And uh, we'll look forward to number three.
2: There you go. Appreciate Let's do it, you guys. next month. There you go. It's, Let's do it.
1: Because I want to follow back up with, with your new processes and see how they're working in the office. And I'll tell you which ones I adopted.
2: Yeah, there you go. I'm going to hold you accountable because I'm going to listen to <laughs> the podcast and I'm going to make a list. I know you will. I'm going to be like Craig. I'm going to write them all down. I like that. Oh. But just know I'm spending two weeks in Maui. So and it'll boy, have to be uh, the end uh, of the uh, month. Uh, just saying, just saying, just saying, just saying. You guys, so I love it. You guys and
1: vacations. It.
2: Hey, hey you know what? That's where I listen to a lot of books. I probably read an average of almost a book a day whenever I'm traveling because I uh, have some downtime. So, okay, awesome. guys, I will email you the All things right. that we talked about so that you can share Thank them with you. everybody. Thanks a bunch.
1: You are amazing. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye.
0: 55% of insurance sales producers say that they have had little or no sales training. Us agents focus on marketing to drive activity and often overlook the sales presentation. Improvements in mindset, shifting focus, rapport, needs diagnosis, value building, creating buy-in, and overcoming objections lead to drastically better closing numbers. The solution? Enroll your team in September sales summit offered by Agency Vault. We will even assess your team to see which of their sales steps need the most improvement. Head to agencyvault.com to sign up before it's full.
1: Hey, thanks for checking out the insurance dudes. Hey, please subscribe. We got some really great stuff coming out.